Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, and prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled, A Tribute to My Mother. And Mother's Day is May 13th, and I did a little research and found out that Mother's Day is celebrated practically all around the world. So we would probably all agree that it's a time to recognize motherhood and celebrate and honor mothers, grandmothers, godmothers, foster mothers, adoptive mothers, surrogate mothers, and the like. Heartfelt appreciation can be shown in many different ways. Today, I have two sisters in the studio with me. And I'm going to let them introduce themselves in a minute, but we are going to share with our listening audience, you all, how our mother, Laverna D. Oliphant, impacted our lives and why she was and is still to this day so special to us. She died on May 11, 2016, and this is the second, almost the second anniversary of her death, and we thought this was the perfect way to honor and remember her. She really did pour into the lives of her daughters, and her legacy lives on. So with that, I'm going to let my two sisters who are here with me introduce themselves. Lynn, would you like to go first? Well, hello out there. My name is Lynn Oliphant, and I have had the privilege of being daughter number four to Laverna D. Oliphant. Very good. And Vita, how about you? Well, greetings. I am Vita Oliphant Sneed, and I have the privilege of being daughter number five of Laverna D. Oliphant. And interestingly, my sister who's on the line and myself, uh, we are at 11 and a half months apart, so we always say that we were her twins the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty special, and, and uh, being the same age for two weeks out of the year is, is incredible. We've got a big family celebration uh, in honor of both of them being um, a certain age. I, I don't know if you guys want me to say it or not, but you're going to share a year uh, an age together for two weeks, which is quite quite incredible. So the three of us are on air today. I am daughter number three, so I've got two younger sisters and two older sisters, and it just so happens that the two older sisters were not able to be in the studio with us today. So you're going to hear from the three of us, and we are going to share with you our experience, our perspective of our mom, what we remember, uh, and what we uh, just just hold on to as cherished, cherished thoughts and memories of her. So with that, I'm going to ask Vita, what mm-hmm. do you remember 
most about your mother? What do you, being the youngest sister, the youngest child, what do you remember most about? And, and let me just say this to the listening audience. We're adult daughters. We're adults, but we still refer to our mother as mommy. So if that slips, don't think that we've reverted back to childhood because we still refer to her as mommy. And when we talk about our father who's no longer living, we actually refer to him as daddy. So I just want to warn you, we're not reverting. We're just, we're just using an endearing term uh, about our, our beloved parents. Okay, Vita, what do you remember most about your mother? I think the most overriding characteristic about my mother was her wisdom. Um, oh. I had a conversation with my husband just the other night, and I said, you know, the fact that we don't choose our parents, but that God sees fit to give to us the parents that he, you know, designs for us to have, and what a blessing it is to be able to call my mother my mother because I know first and foremost she was a gift from God to me. And I think that, um, as I said, the thing that just continues to just resonate in my heart is wisdom that she shared. My mother was a woman of wise words. Uh Very, very seldom do I remember foolish words coming out of her mouth. I just don't remember it. Um, If she spoke, it was with intention. It was for purpose. Um, it was to instruct, it was to guide, it was to encourage, it was to build up. I often say I cannot remember my mother ever saying a word to me that caused me to feel diminished. Never. Uh, and uh-huh. I know um, that that has helped shape me to be who I am, the kind of confidence that I have, uh, my self-image, um, started because of the words of my mother. So I think that would Uh would be the thing that uh, I most remember uh, about her and aspire to be as well. Very good. I remember that also. Lynn, how about you? What do you remember most about your mother? What do I remember most about mommy? (laughs) Her patience. Her unfailing Mm. patience and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh, before. She was one of the one of those women that really met you where you were at. Um, even even as a mother, she she recognized each of us as individuals. She understood us each as an individual, even though we were all part of the same family. She treated us as individuals. Um, she disciplined us and gave us what we needed based upon who we were. She didn't do cookie cutter. She wasn't mm-hmm. a cookie uh-huh. cutter mommy. You know, she didn't met out uh-huh. the same thing to everyone. She actually looked at each one of us to see, what is it that I need to do with this daughter to usher her into womanhood? Mm-hmm. How is it that uh-huh. I need to do this differently for her because of her personality, because of her bent, that differs? So she was more... She was about equity, but not equality. She gave uh-huh. us what we needed to level the playing field and didn't treat us all the same. And I, and sometimes that was a difficult thing to understand as a child, that that's what she was doing. Well, mommy didn't do this with so-and-so, and she's doing this over here with this one. Why is that? But with age, 
and wisdom, you understand that a parent who understands their child truly gives them what they need. And it may be very different from what one of the other children's children needs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, and that that's uh that that's that's very good. And so just to to complement what both of you have said cuz I would either repeat verbatim or use the same mm-hmm. words. I would say that uh she loved us unconditionally. Loved yes. us unconditionally no yes. matter what yeah. Choices we made, and back then, as we were growing up as as uh, teenagers and young adults, we didn't make the best choices. And she did pour into mm-hmm. our lives with words of wisdom and practicality and all that. But she loved us unconditionally, and so mm-hmm. that is something that really sticks out in my mind. And then the other thing that I remember about her is she wanted us to think critically. Mm-hmm. She wanted mm-hmm. us to be able to to reason things out and to to come to a conclusion and whatever that conclusion was to be able to stand on that conclusion mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it taught us to to be able to trust our own judgment yes. you know so if we if we went through a situation and this was the outcome and we made choices that navigated us through that 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 uh that situation and this is where we landed we could look back and say, okay, that judgment was spot on or it wasn't, but it helped us to to be accountable and to be responsible. And I think I just remember her driving, driving home the importance of being able to think critically. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I piggyback on that also when it came to um, yes. our academics was another example of how she used that same kind of approach with us. Um, now that I'm a teacher myself, I know I can see how much she influenced how I view outcomes in education because back when we were in school, we'd go through, we'd get our grades, she would always say, okay, this may be the grade on the paper, but what do you think? How do you think? Uh-huh. And she always encouraged us to do that type of self-evaluation so that we could become uh, equipped with e- evaluating our own behavior and our own uh-huh. uh, successes, you know, to, to be our own yardstick. And uh, so so what you had on A on there? Did you learn? Did uh-huh. you learn something? Because anybody could put an A on a paper, but did you learn something? What, what did you uh-huh. bring to it? You know, so that type of, um, like you said, critical analysis was just uh, a foundational uh, approach she had with each of us, I think. Uh-huh. Very good. You know, when I was putting the promotional material together for this episode, I referenced Proverbs 31, uh, chapters uh, chapters 31, excuse me, verses 10 through 31, and those verses are all often called the virtuous woman or the wife of noble character. And I mentioned a few of the things that stood out for me that definitely reminded me of Mommy, and that is that she was clothed with dignity and strength. She did speak wisdom. And she watched over the affairs of her house and her children, we, the five of us, mm-hmm. and also her grand and great-grandchildren, honor her for all her hands have done and let her works mm-hmm. bring her praise at the city gates. And then I went on to say she was an exceptional woman. And I think mm-hmm. that we all agree. And, then, you know, mm-hmm. it's not easy mm-hmm. raising daughters. Uh, we span from 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go there, you guys. We spanned from no, uh, in the seventies to the latter fifties, and so there's a twelve year span between my oldest sister and the youngest one, who's been on the air with us today. And so our experiences are different, but we c- kind of agree on many uh, many things about our parents and our and our moms. So uh, th- just the fact that she was consistent in how she showed up with each of us. Five girls, different personalities, you know, but she was very consistent and she was a, a, a constant in our life. We knew we could depend on her and we knew that we could go to her for uh, whatever uh, advice we needed or whatever counsel we needed and she would freely give it. Mm-hmm. So one other question, a couple of other questions. Think of something that our mother did, accomplished, or she lived by that would make us say, wow, her shoes are just too big to fill. Mm-hmm. Her shoes are just too big to fill. Lynn, you want to go first this time? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, yeah, I've been sort of pondering that question and, um, I, I'm going to have to repeat something that I said in the That's first okay. one, and that really was her her patience, her mm-hmm. patience, and her selflessness. Uh-huh. She, she forwent lots of stuff, not only for us, but we had others that joined our family for various periods of time. Um, she gave and she gave. She gave through her business. She was an accountant. Um, and did taxes. She gave to her clients uh-huh. far more than I ever thought she should have in terms of time. <laughs> but she did it. She gave her time. She gave her talent. She gave her wisdom freely. She was not a hoarder. She didn't hold on mm-hmm. to things that she had. She passed it on. And her work ethic mm-hmm. was Absolutely impeccable. Mm-hmm. And I have to confess for you out there, sometimes I say under my breath, that doggone mommy, because mm-hmm. her, no, really, because her work mm-hmm. ethic was such that, you know, if I would not, now hear me and just understand, if I wanted to call in sick and I wasn't right. like really, really sick, I just can't do it. <laughs> Can you hear her voice in, in talking to you, talking you out of it? Can you hear her voice sometimes when you know you're getting ready to go down the wrong road? <laughs> and she, you know, she was like, you just got to do it. You got to get, get up, up and, and make do it. it. You better get up, you make it. get up and make it. You got to get up and make it. Um, and uh, just, just can't do it. And her just. She was just a woman of integrity, and she was a woman of uh, integrity uh, and true mm-hmm. to that. And just even in her work, if a client was asking her to do something that was not right, I can't serve you. I can't serve you. I uh-huh. will not, uh-huh. um, you know, forego my integrity to meet your need. I, I just can't, and you're going to have to find someone else to do that mm-hmm. for you because I, I can't do that. So she was woman of such great integrity 
a Uh woman that was selfless. She was a giver. She was patient. And so slow to angry. I mean, I can't anger. I'm trying to think of, she didn't talk about people. She didn't talk ill of people. Uh Um, I mean, no, I mean, when I'm just trying to think, when did I ever see mommy, you know, like, Mad at us, mad at me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think. Do I, do I ever really remember her being mad, disappointed? True. But I can never remember her saying a thing to me out of anger. Mm-mm. Ever. Nope. Uh-huh. Nope. Uh-huh. Out of, you know what I'm saying? I, I, just, I just don't recall that. And so when you start talking about huge shoes to fill, mm-hmm. uh those were some gigantic, enormous shoes to fill. I mean, it could have been yes. her, te- you know, her temperament may have been such, but yeah, that's what I yeah, have to say. That that that's good then, and, and she had such a narrow foot. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to put our feet in her shoes even if we wanted to, because her foot was narrow, her heel was narrow. She remember how her shoes looked? They they all of her shoes tied up. She had a couple of cute sandals and stuff, but when we talk about her shoes are too big for Phil, our feet are too big to go into her shoe to fill her shoe. We can't quit. Wouldn't even be able to get them in there. But I appreciate that, Lynn. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch um, gears and I'm gonna go really really practical. And I think you guys maybe have heard me say this before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mommy and Daddy paid for the first two years for us all to go to college. You guys remember that, right? Yep. Mhm. Yes. They yep. paid for us, and so when I say that, I'm talking about being self-employed, five girls. Education was important to us and to them. I mean, they made it important to us, and we all appreciated it. We've been able to pass mm-hmm. that on to our children, too. But they paid for all five of us the first two years, and after that she said that we are on our own. And I look at that. Now, this is really, really practical. I look at that and I say, how did they do it? Now, of course, you know, college wasn't the exorbitant fee as it is today. But I look at that and just marvel at how they were able to do that, commit to that, and follow through with that. And then mm-hmm. here comes my two sons. You know, I was able to help the youngest son, but my oldest son ended up kind of being on his own straight out the gate when he graduated from high school. He went straight to college, and he was sort of on his own. And I think to this day, he's probably still paying on a student loan. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I look at that and I just say, oh, my goodness, what a what a blessing that was for us. And mm-hmm. then I look at the era and the time that they were able to pull that off. And I just I just stand in awe. I do. And I thank mm-hmm. God. I thank God for it, too. So that's the practical thing that I say her shoes are too big to fill. Uh, mm-hmm. because that boat has sailed for me, right? And mm-hmm. I wasn't able to at least offer that to, to just two two sons as opposed to her and her five daughters, her and my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and the five daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay, Vita, what do you have to say and share with us? Oh, boy, you guys have taken me down several paths <laughs> as I'm listening to you speak. Uh, but I think just, I think the sum total of it for me is just, 
the style and type of parenting that she provided. I can remember as we were growing up in the community and we'd, you know, we'd go places and whatever, and, and, and people would identify us as, you know, the Oliphant girls and Laverna's girls. And um, because of her reputation, we received honor and blessings. Oh, um, and to aspire to be a woman who um, can, by my children, being able to say as well, you know, that because of who my mother and father chose to be, you know, I have received the blessing of a good name and good standing uh-huh. amongst people. I have not had to be ashamed Um and I think that that, you know, that first starts off the t- as the type of woman that she was. And then secondly, the type of parent that she was for, to us, as Lynn said earlier, she allowed us each to be our own selves. So you talk about five girls growing into five women, five very uh-huh. different women. Um, but one of the things she would say is to give us that responsibility to identify what kind of woman we were going to be. I can remember her clearly uh-huh. saying, you have to decide what kind of woman you're going to be. I'm uh-huh. not going to tell you uh-huh. what kind of woman you need to be. You need to decide what kind of woman you're going to be and then what uh-huh. kind of shoes you're going to wear as that woman. Are you going to be, uh, are, are your shoes going to be, you know, carry you to places where you will be a servant, as Lynn mentioned, where you will leave a place better than the way you found it, which is, you know, another thing that she would say. Are you going to be a woman uh-huh. who chases after you know, material things, you know, where she, she, one of the greatest gifts I think that she's given me is that she did not chase after material things. Therefore, therefore I have had the freedom to know uh-huh. the proper perspective I should have on things. Things don't have uh-huh. to rule over me. I don't have to chase uh-huh. after those things. And I think, you know, those kind of images of womanhood, uh, and then parenthood that she displayed before me makes me shake my head and said, if I ever grow up, to be what my mother was, if I could ever grow up to be what mommy was, um, to be wise in my words, to be a woman of standing, to know when to speak and to know when to be quiet in terms of parenting adult children. Um, one of the uh-huh. things she said to me, don't try, don't try and reparent an adult. She said that to me as my children were just coming into adulthood. You know, and then things she said to me earlier when they were younger, you know, don't chase a child. Make sure they respond to your voice. Don't chase a child. Um, you know, just uh-huh. things that I held on to in my parenting um, that uh, have been beneficial to me and have been trustworthy and true. That's all I could say. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I mean, if, if, uh-huh. I can, if I can get to the point where my children can say um, of me, you know, she was the type of woman that I say my mother was, I will consider Myself, well done. <laughs> I really will. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Well, let me uh, just read a few passages from Proverbs 31. And I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to pick a few of them. We've touched on a lot of them. Uh, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. And she brings him no good harm. No, no she, she brings him good harm she brings, excuse me, brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. <laughs> okay, and then she is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. That's verse 14. 
Uh, she gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. Uh, in her hands, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Now, that's sort of metaphorical, but she mm-hmm. worked hard. She worked hard. Mm-hmm. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands mm-hmm. to the needy. And uh, somebody mm-hmm. mentioned how she served her, her clients as an accountant mm-hmm. in the community for just decades. She makes mm-hmm. coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her fine linen and purple were her integrity and her patience, mm-hmm. all those characteristics mm-hmm. that we've talked about. And then she is clothed with strength and dig- dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. That's verse 25. And then uh, her children rise, arise and call mm-hmm. her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. And then it says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And mm-hmm. she just, you know, she wasn't about outwardly adorning herself. She was very mm-hmm. practical. She was very simple, uh, very intentional. We mentioned these words before, very deliberate and very focused in, in, in the words that she spoke and how she, she reared us and, and how she uh, allowed us the opportunity to make choices so that we could learn from our mistake, mistakes and then become uh, more and more responsible as, as, uh, as we aged. So one other question, without us hopefully not getting too emotional, We've got about four minutes left. Think of one thing, one best memory that stands out for you as a child, teenager, young adult, or an adult. And and I'm trying to think. I'm asking that question, and I'm not sure that I heard one best thing out of all of us. We kind of had a summary of a whole bunch of things. And then, or, or if you want to, you can share what your last spoken words were to Mommy before she departed. I have something that I remember. That is okay. sort of indicative of who and how she was. That as teens, when teens often depart from their family, um, I can remember, and it was Vita, the two of us, my mo- mommy would, we would go to the movies, and she would make these steak sandwiches. Well, it was, it was a <laughs> chuck, chuck. She'd do some chuck sirloin, and she would uh, make this sandwich. She would wrap it up in foil. And then we'd go to the movies and that, because, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Don't, yeah, with all this, we, you know, with her t- getting us through college those first two years, you need to understand, we were not rolling in cash, right? So we're mm. talking about someone who was <laughs> intentional in what she did. So she would do this because, we, you know, as far as buying stuff at the movie theater, we weren't going to do that. And then when we would come home, we could sit in that station wagon. You guys, we always had station wagons for the most part. We could sit yes. in that station wagons after having gone somewhere and done some task or gone to the movies and sit and talk to mommy, talk mm-hmm. with mommy for hours. And our friends would be saying, what on earth are you doing sitting in the car talking to your mom when you mm-hmm. arrive home for hours? And we yep. would mm. just sit there and we'd talk and we'd, yep. you know, we'd talk about life. We'd talk about things that were important to us. And so that just told me that she saw us, yes, as her daughters, but she also valued us as individuals. Yeah, uh-huh, and, 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 uh-huh. and she poured into us in that way. And then in terms of the last thing is to say, my mother was not demonstrative. She was not a demonstrative woman in terms of 
huggy and kissy and all that kind of stuff. As she got older and she ended up having uh, Alzheimer's, um, she became much more demonstrative than she was before Uh requiring a kiss. But just being able to say, Mommy, I love you. Uh I love you, Uh Mommy. Uh And she knew that, too, I believe. I know that she knew that. I'm going to say real quickly, Vita, and then I'm going to let you say something. I remember as adults, when we were singing in the mass choir, Cross Connection, we would have our uh, ministry presentations, our concerts or whatever, and if they were local, Mommy and Daddy were always in the audience supporting us. That's right. We were adults. We were adults. Mm -hmm. So that just stands out for me, and that's something that I try to do now for my children too. Okay, Vita, we've got about Mm -hmm. uh, about 90 seconds. So what would you like to say, and then I'm going to close us out. Okay, I'm just going to say as far as as the last memory or last word spoken to mommy, one of the things that was hardest to watch as she succumbed to Alzheimer's was the loss of her intellect because that truly was one of her uh, main characteristics. And to watch that happen was very very challenging. So the last couple of days of her life were very special. We had an opportunity to um, come and sing. As you said, now she loved to hear us sing. We'd sing, we'd pray, uh-huh. we'd hold her hand, we'd tell her we'd love her. And the night, um, one night after we'd all been there, as we were getting ready to go, my sister Lisa said, Vita, put your cheek on her cheek. You just fit right in the hollow of her cheek. And I went, I laid uh-huh. my face on her cheek, and I fit right there in the hollow of her cheek. Um, she hadn't been cognizant for the last couple of days as she was declining. And then I gave her a kiss, and I said, okay, Mommy, I'm leaving now, but I'll see you tomorrow. And so those are my oh. last words for her. I'll see you oh. tomorrow. And oh. by 9 o'clock the next oh. morning, she had transitioned, and we had an opportunity to come around her bed and sing and praise God for the great work he did in giving us her as our mother. That is that is right. And it was on uh, Mother's Day last year, May 8th, that we got to celebrate the last Mother's Day with her, and then she died on the 11th. So with that, I hope that you've been encouraged today and that you heard something that would encourage you even more to celebrate motherhood, your mother, your grandmother, your foster mother, your adoptive mother, your surrogate mother, or the like. And it's a time to honor and to thank God because, as my sister Vita mentioned earlier, God gave them to us and gave us to them. He chose our parents and our mothers for us. So with that, I want to say God bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we'll talk again in a couple of weeks.